So let's face it, managing compliance sucks. It's complicated, it's so hard to keep organized, and it requires a ton of expertise in order to survive the entire process. Welcome to Compliance Unfiltered, a podcast dedicated to making compliance suck less. Now, here's your host, Todd Cashew with Adam Goslin. Well, welcome in to another edition of Compliance Unfiltered. I'm Todd Cashew alongside the coxswain in your compliance shell, Mr. Adam Goslin. How the heck are you, sir? <laughs> I am doing. Uh, I, I'm doing good today. I'm actually. I'm. I'm jazzed about today. It's gonna be. Uh, gonna be fun. I think we're gonna have a. Uh, gonna gonna have a good time. It's always fun having guests. Absolutely, and uh, that's a perfect segue. I appreciate it. We have been kind enough to be joined today. Uh, by two of our friends from Confide. Like y'all to meet Nicole Brown, the Associate Director of Security, and Mark Christianis, the Senior Security Consultant for Confide, based out of New Zealand. How are you today, guys? Doing absolutely fantastic. That's great to hear. Thank you so much for joining us. We're greatly appreciative of your time. And today, we get the special opportunity to learn about something brand new from the man himself, And what I'm talking about is the Cryptocurrency Security Standard, or CCSS, for those uninitiated. So, Mark, talk us through exactly what CCSS is at a high level and why you're excited to be boots on the ground uh, in the early outset of this. Sure. So, the information, the Cryptocurrency Information Security Standard was created around about 2014 um, by a uh, selection of volunteers who were heavily involved in uh, the cryptocurrency space. It was to provide a security standard that was focused on cryptocurrency uh, functions. So providing cryptocurrency functions, e.g. a cryptocurrency wallet. Uh, because even in 2014, there were major uh, breaches in uh, exchanges, cryptocurrency exchanges, and um, loads and loads of bugs, software bugs, and wallets. So the standard was first published in 2014, and then we go forward to 2020, 21, where I was involved in cryptocurrency. Uh, I was trading, novice trading, of course. I was um, really seeing the value of cryptocurrency, but I was absolutely shocked the amount of hacks that were occurring. In fact, I think most of the world was incredibly shocked at the amount of hacks that were occurring. And I was looking for an information security standard for cryptocurrency because uh, my job at the time was like a QSA, a Qualified um, Security Assessor for PCI DSS, which is a, another security standard related to accounts. And so uh-huh. I was looking for a like-minded standard for cryptocurrency. And lo and behold, I found um, CCSS. And I thought, well, wow, this is really cool. I looked at the requirements that the standard had for cryptocurrency. And I thought, yep, they're very, they're very practical. They um, looks like they're being based on uh, providing security control. Would have stopped, 
will greatly reduce the impact of a security breach or a hack. So I thought, wow, this is really cool. I also noticed on their website, auditors program. So you could become an auditor for CCSS. So I contacted C4 and I said, you know, I, I don't see any kind of way to uh, sit the exam to become an auditor. I don't see any kind of like information about the auditors. People came back who, you know, based on, uh, they are literally just um, a group of enthusiasts who literally for free, they volunteer it. There's, a, there's about, there's a couple of full-time employees, but they literally tear their time. So um, they came back and said, well, we actually haven't had the time nor have we got the skill to create an auditors program. That's where I suggested, well, hey, I really think the standard's great. I think it's got a mm -hmm. lot of potential. Let me create the auditors program for you. And they said, well, that's fantastic. So on it, I found out through the CCSS committee, which is the 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 committee that actually maintains the standard wanted the CCSS audit process to be more like um, PCI DSS audit or an and hmm. if any of your listeners know PCI DSS is a, a is quite a rigorous audit absolutely um, it involves yeah it involves people and involves inspecting systems configurations. Reviewing policy yeah, easily standards one of the most prescriptive standards in the in the space. We absolutely yeah appreciate that. And and that is um, that is how they wanted CCSS to be based, based on piece methodology. So we built the auditors program and um, got it got it up and running. By this mm -hmm. time, the exam was ready, so I set the exam and I became the kind of like the first official. Uh, auditor, well, what they call a well, yeah, and this doesn't work for people with dis. It's really it's quite annoying sometimes. Is CCSSA, and uh, it's quite a stumbling block sometimes. And that's indeed, but you're the you're uh, the first one, right? Yeah. How did yeah, that the process first one, work? The process work um, basically, uh, you have to obviously have uh, a background in auditing, and. You you sit the exam, um, some scenarios on um, like there's a scenario about an exchange, there's a scenario about a service provider, and you go through. You sit the exam. It's quite a, an intensive exam, and it's quite um, it's based on time, and even through mm -hmm. um, it, uh, after spending nine months deeply immersed in the standard, I found it quite. Um, uh, I. I just made it till the end. I didn't even have time to revise, um, but yeah, it's 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 quite a oh, wow. it's quite a good exam. So passed the exam, and then uh, literally the first uh, entity or the first organisation that wanted to be certified, which is Fireblocks, um, they were really really keen on um, going through the audit process, and so started the audit process with Fireblocks. And it took about, oh, I'd say about three months. There's about a hundred hours of audit uh, to go through. And we interviewed loads of people in there, looked at all their policy standards, procedures, looked at their uh, penetration testing reports, scan reports, pretty much exactly like PCI DSS. And uh, yeah, they passed. And CCSS has three levels. 
of certification. You have level one, which is kind of like um, you're doing okay. You know, you got the basics. It's, you've got the basics, but you're also able to consistently um, ensure that those controls are working. And then three, which is you got everything down pat, your mature system, um, we trust you emphatically, so to speak. So you have the three levels, and then you uh -huh. have different designations. So for CCSS, you have a full system designation. Designations basically a system such as an exchange that manages and controls all the signing keys and cryptocurrency. Their class is a full system. If there is an entity which only has partial custody or one of the keys used for signing a transaction, then they become a, 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 a service provider. Exactly like PCI, and you have merchants, you have service providers, and then there's a third designation where you have self-custody, which is pretty much aimed at the, um, you know, who accept crypt cryptocurrency for payment of their goods and services, e.g. an e-commerce site. Hmm. Well, you know what, I, 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 as, as you're sitting here sharing this with us, Mark, I had a, I had a question. Um, like now that you've cleared through this first assessment, what, what are some of the bigger challenges that you noticed here, outside of the kind of kind of lack of of structure initially? The challenge uh, right now is that CCSS was written in two thousand and fourteen, mm -hmm. when a lot of the different protocols were not even around, or they existed but they hadn't been used in cryptocurrency. For example, um, MPC, which is a form of uh, key management, um, multi-party computation. <laughs> on the stand for this one, MPC. <laughs> and yeah, so MPC really wasn't in cryptocurrency world stage, and it was more about multi-signature wallets. So... What we had to do with um, Fireblocks, because they had PC, um, we had to interpret the standard in such a way that um, it would fit MPC. And we, we got there with the help of the CCSS committee, uh, and, and the requirements were flexible enough statements to actually allow MPC in. But even now... We've noticed that um, some of the requirements would probably need an update in regards to how they're worded, but hmm. at the same time, we faced this challenge and we, we found that the requirements were broad enough that you could put in an, an interpretation of a new technology in there, but it would just be nicer if um, you didn't have to do that and, um, you know, the requirement, just like PCI DSS where... A lot of the requirements are very high level where it gives the auditor um, or the assessor scope to um, apply many different types of technologies, future, present, previous, um, into the standard. So that's what we're focusing on now with the requirements. A few more audits under our belts is to gain um, some feedback from the entities that did the audit and get them to reword well, the requirements 
That's a great shout. Now, speaking of kind of getting an alternate perspective, Nicole, I know that hey. you were deeply involved in this process as well. Um, it, I'm sorry, Adam, did you want to share something? Yeah, I was going to, I was going to jump in before we, before we pass to, uh, pass to Nicole. Cause I actually had a couple of, I had a couple of questions for Mark about, um, you know, as he was kind of going through, going through that first assessment and, mm -hmm. you know, thoughts on the standard, et cetera. So, one of the questions I've got, Mark, is as I looked at the at the CCSS, you know, and it, it heavily um, structured to, you know, key handling, key usage and, you know, security around the keys, et cetera. And then they basically have a, a couple of other arenas talking about, you know, security testing, data sanitation, you know, proof of reserve and audit logs. But you're kind of in a in an atypical season, you know, security compliance, you know, standard that you're directing at a particular organization. It struck me that there's realms of security and compliance that aren't directly hit by CCSS. So I don't know, just give you an easy one, like you know, user authentication as an example. Um, yeah, it's covered in the you know the keys and things along those lines, but. You know, you know that um, you know uh, HR activities for the organization that is you know that is running the system, um, you know secure secure coding approaches, things along those lines. How how do you see the 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 CCSS being leveraged by the crypto platforms? Is you know is the intention that that it, do you kind of see CCSS expanding, or is there an intention that CCSS is we're kind of really used in conjunction with a more broad scope security compliance style of standard. Yeah, I mean that's a it's a very very good question, um, and and incredibly correct in that CCSS does not look at baseline security controls. Doesn't look at pack man change management, vulnerability mm. management, user account management, and so forth. What the C4 and the CCSS committee recommend, in fact, strongly recommend, is that before you do a CCSS audit, is that you've already established security controls and you have proof of that, e.g. ISO 27001, a SOC 2 Type 2, even a PCI DSS uh, assessment. So, okay. yeah, CCSS never states that Baseline, it covers baseline security controls. It, in fact, is a bolt-on to an existing baseline security certification. So with, our, with the first two audits that we've conducted, the, the first two audits in the world, they both had SOC Type 2 um, Got it. reports. And also one of them was, or both of them, sorry, were ISO 27001 as well. So Okay. The difficulty, and again, this is another challenge that comes to us, is if we face an entity that any kind of certification evidence to state that they've got their baseline security controls in place, how does the CCS continue with the audit with being completely unsure that, well, what about patch management? I mean, you can say right. that the key right. in place, but if you're not patching the wallet software, where's that going to lead you? And again, that's another right. challenge. And it, it comes where the CCSSA, the auditor, has to really gain assurance for themselves since they're signing this off 
the entity knows how to do baseline security controls. And if they don't have an, a, a certification like ISO 27001, PCID 2 type 2, then more than likely the auditor will have to seek assurance before they sign off on that SS audit. Sure. Huh. And let me, um, it, I had a related question to that, which is, yeah, I was just doing a, a, a kind of a, a, a quick look at some of the big, you know, crypto, you know, crypto hacks of 2022. Um, and I don't know, the, 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 the top five were closing in on like the one and a half billion dollar mark. Um, and, you know, as you, you know, with, with some of those, uh, you know, as you look at some of those, are you, is your, is your thought that, you know, and I don't know how much research you did, you did on those or, you know, what your, what your level of, of knowledge is on them, but is it more, is your sense it's more a lack of, you know, these organizations didn't even, you know, didn't, weren't, weren't even complying with the baseline, you know, PCII, so, you know, P, uh, SOC 2, you know, type of a standard and, and actually adhering to it, um, you know, and or do you think it had they, you know, gone through uh, CCSS audit, you know, what, what, what would that have helped, um, you know, negate these possibilities? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. The, the, the issue that we're finding, because we're, we're also um, organizations that are interested in sitting or, or becoming a, a CCSS compliant, is that in the cryptocurrency, it's very young. It's not like we're in the finance world or the retail world where um, organizations have such uh, systems and information right. systems like 10, 20, 30 years old. Like th yeah. They've had decades to perfect um, their whole information management systems. It's not like that in, in the cryptocurrency world. You're either dealing with startups or you're dealing with entities who are maybe one or two years, four years outside a startup phase and are still to this day trying to bolt on information security. I'm, I'm not yeah. saying this is, you know, rife throughout the um, the whole cryptocurrency space, but clearly yeah. you can see some hacks involve uh, a one time where um, someone uploaded the private keys to a wallet to a, a, a GitHub repository that was publicly accessible. You know, it's, or, or, or none of their developers have any kind of idea of what coding techniques are. Right? Sure, it's, yeah. it's astounding. It is astounding. But well, you know, you've got some of these developers who build systems, fly, um, right. with, you know, with VC funding and stuff. And the the first critical thing is is to get as many users in there as possible, right? Yep. Let's think about let's think about information security. But the problem yeah. is, is that some of these funds in the bull market were holding the dollars or fiat of, of people's money. And, yeah. you know, they were writing on the fly all this code. And, and this is why you're seeing an enormous um, sure. occurred in, in, in 21 and 22. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was going to say that uh, yeah, I've seen that o over the years. I've really seen that be prevalent, with, especially with those organizations that are, you know, startup near startup, um, where their focus is on, you know, turning the turning it from proof of concept to something that is, you know, kind of monetizable. I think part of the problem in this particular arena is just that, you know, crypto over the last several years has blown up so quickly. 
Um, you know, that uh, I can I can imagine for some of those organizations, it's been extremely tough to to switch from, OK, this is this is now a thing. And, you know, now we have actually need to go and bolt on all of this compendium of, uh, you know, kind of security and compliance oversight and and, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, coordination operation into the you know into the organization. That's got to be. That's got to be a tough, uh, a tough juggle when basically the fire hose is, is open at your organization with money streaming at you, you know? Yeah, oh, no, that's what they're finding. I mean, the, and, and to answer your question about if they CSS order or if they even attempted to align themselves to the standard, then yes, I, I am 100% opinion that 90, 95% of the hacks that I've learned about would have been prevented or greatly reduced their impact if they had even implemented like level level one CCS is security controls. Right. And, I mean, some of the hacks are the most basic things you could have ever imagined. And like, if yeah. if your bank, if your bank, if your bank was hacked, that you know there was a massive security vulnerability in the code, you wouldn't let your bank get away with it. But for right. crypto, it's kind of like oh. I just, <laughs> Um, never mind the developer. All the developers are anonymous. Um, yeah. um, the only way yeah. you can contact them is on a on a, and they've just killed that chat. And now they've moved the code to another system, and, and now they're calling themselves something else. And right. oh, lo and behold, millions of dollars of fears are pouring into their new um, into their new venture or the new oh, platform, geez. and it's the same code base. Yep. So, yep. Yes. Just, yeah. just waiting for a hack, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, it's, it's incredible. And, and, you know, you can understand why the SEC and that are going, you know, what, what is going on here? Um, right. It needs to be, you know, there needs to be some form of regulation. But with nation security, the other thing that we're looking at and C4 are looking at is really getting the VCs and the investors to look at, make it mandatory that, at some stage, if they provide funding, that this platform will be CCSS certified. Like sure. you, you see a lot of these ones, they say, oh, we're SOC 2, Type 2. Um, we're ISO 27001. And a lot of that's coming from the investors stating that just to provide um, assurance or reduce the risk. And we want CCSS to be in there as well. And in fact, more um, prevalent than what it is currently. Gotcha. Well, speaking about the the ups and downs um, that come along with a new standard, I can imagine from a QA perspective that there were uh, your fair share uh, of uh, roller coaster moments. Nicole, talk us through that. Yeah, absolutely. So I think what was really with our first QA of a CCSS audit was that, well, honestly, it was the first time that anybody had done so what that actually meant was that during the QA process, we were not just doing our normal QA, QA of the template and how the reporting should actually be shown to people as well. Um, so you can imagine that that was uh, quite an interesting process. Sure, challenging. To actually, yeah, well, and to add to that challenge, here's where it gets even more interesting. So you'd expect with a normal QA process. It's the auditor and somebody internal to your organization who's doing the QA. Hmm. Well, here's the thing with CCSS. The 
there might be an internal QA process Mark's work, for example, but there's an official external peer review process by a CCAPR. Um, yeah, uh, those letters are great for uh, people with dyslexia, right? <laughs> uh, that PR uh, person, the peer reviewer, has to be from an external third-party organization. So when he reaches out to C4, and C4 provides a list of other C other CCSSAs who can our process. So now you've got another organization involved. So you've got your organization being audited. You've got your CCSSA. You've got your CCSSAPR. And if that wasn't enough, <laughs> at the end of the audit, C4 actually reviews the work that as well. <laughs> so uh, it's quite yep. a role. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my um, goodness. Exactly. And so... During our first QA process, Mark mentioned how there's a couple of different designations for audited entities. Well, it was actually during our first QA process that the CCSSAPR came and asked us to add another designation into our reporting. <laughs> so in the middle All of a right. QA an audit, yeah, we had to revise our template again. <laughs> And make it so that somebody could actually see he was a qualified service provider and mm -hmm. what level they were assessed at as a qualified service provider and how that actually fed into using them as a service provider. And gotcha. you can probably guess that PCA came in really handy for this because we already know how to talk about those relationships. Yeah. But it Oh, that was an interesting QA for uh, QA uh, session, really. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I was I was going to say, Nicole, that they, that it, um, you know, it, it it's exciting enough, and you're, you know, I mean, I remember, you know, fifteen years ago, starting to, you know, starting to head, you know, head into the security and compliance arena, and it kind of it felt very kind of wild west ish, you know, you, yes. you know, uh, you're breaking fresh ground, et cetera. I mean, there's there's nothing that better defines breaking new ground than being the first organization going through a brand new certification for the very first QA process. Holy moly. I, I, I didn't realize the, uh, I didn't realize those extra levels of, uh, you know, kind of, of review, you know, not only having to go through internal QA, but the, what did you say? CCSS, APR and the C4. Correct. Holy yes. moly. And Good God. as you can probably imagine, <laughs> that actually adds a whole nother layer to who's allowed to see what. So yep. before Mark yep. actually sends his report off to CCSSAPR, he has to make sure that only certain information is going to be revealed to them because of those contractual relationships between us, non-disclosure sure. agreements and oh, everything else. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> man. Well, I, I have to, I have to ask because I I'm listening to this and my head is spinning. Now. I can only imagine what it was what it was like for you to go through it. What type of procedural changes can you see coming for your approach to CCSS? And what are you screaming from the rooftops to make sure that C4 knows for the next time around? 
Oh gosh. So I think really what, what we're really trying to in our processes is making something that is a lot more repeatable. Um, see is something that we're always striving for in PCI DSS. And that's something that we need to make sure that we build into our DSS auditing processes. But of course, because the standard is so young, we know that in order where we can make it more structured, Mark's having regular conversations with C4 about the, the standard itself. But then we're looking at how we can use those same sort of tools that we're using for PCI DSS, which is portal to actually give us a nice framework for how we do the audit, how we collect okay. our evidence and how we can build it through our QA process. Um, one of the features that I think is going to be absolutely vital as we move into the portal that you guys already have are those stub files because a lot of our mm. cryptocurrency mm. customers, they don't want us to hold their evidence. Um, <laughs> that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Um, so I think that's something that we're going to be using extensively as we look at how we build up a really nice process and um, start moving into TCT for it. Hmm. Well, cool. Adam, you want to share you want to share the TCT perspective on that? Yeah, I mean, I, as as we were listening to the, I, I, I'm so glad that I got the acronym correct. I was thinking to myself, all these freaking all, all these freaking standards, right? They've all got to have their you know battalion list of acronyms and you know secret codes and handshakes and whatnot. But I was pretty I was pretty impressed with myself. I got the CCSS APR uh, correct. Uh, but you know, one of the things that I wanted to mention to you guys, uh, Nicole and Mark, is you were as you were kind of talking this through uh and one of the things that i want to we'll follow up uh, we'll follow up on this you know post uh you know post this podcast uh is um the the ability to integrate that ccsa uh, ccssapr review and the c4 review those are things that we could quite honestly integrate right into the right into the workflow so you know as you know if that's possible if people are amenable etc i'm just saying the tct portal could you know could handle that that way items are migrating up and into you know kind of into these guys uh these guys hands and doing it again systematically in an automated fashion all that fun stuff uh, that's something that i'd like to that i'd like to explore because i think I think especially with you know it's it's one of the one of the material benefits of of TCT is that because we built the system it, you know I, I named the company appropriately right I named it Total Compliance Tracking it wasn't intended to be a PCI portal or a HIPAA portal um, but it was intended literally to handle any standard known to man. And um, I just I just think this is so cool to, you know, to be involved with, you know, one of, you know, the, the organization that had the fir very first assessor on a brand new standard. You know, I just think it's really cool watching, uh, you know, watching this unfold and being able to, you know, being able to work with you guys to uh, to kind of standardize uh, your, you know, that structured approach. Um, especially as the, you know, as, as, as the platform kind of morphs and changes uh, as, as it grows. Absolutely. Now, oh, yeah, you guys, absolutely. As, as you look, 
As you're looking ahead here, uh, Nicole and, and Mark, anything that you'd like to see integrated, uh, you know, in like the future iterations of the CCS standard based off of what you've learned to this point? Mark, I'll throw that over you to start. Okay. Yep. No problem. Uh, yeah. So basically, um, I'm, I'm not, I understand how CCSS is, is a bolt-on to the baseline security standards, um, but I probably would like to, um, that when the when we go for a few more audits and we we audit against different entities with different forms, different services, approaches, and so forth, is that um, some of the baseline security controls are presented in CSS. For example, patch management or um, mm. secure coding techniques, something around the fact that it's not so um, just 100% purely focused on cryptocurrency functions, but also provides some ability for organisations who don't, who are not SOC 2 Type 2 compliant, or who are not 1001 or PCI DSS, um, that. The auditor can use the standard and that um, if, if they're auditing or uh, an entity that doesn't have these types of base level certifications, that the standard provides um, some guidance or some requirements to say, hey, if they're not baseline security, um, look at patch management and look at change management, look at configuration management, look at vulnerability management. And so that will help give the auditor some assurance or some comfort that when they're signing off on this thing, uh, that, you know, they, the organization doesn't patch their wallet software, but, hey, mm -hmm. they have great key management. Um, so where does that leave the auditor? <laughs> so I, I do want so to have some more protection for the auditors who are actually <laughs> signing off on the, um, and it is going to, and this is something we haven't encountered yet, obviously, because there's only been two audits in the, in the entire world so far, but both of them um, have mature processes in place and both of them are SOC 2 type 2 and ISO 27001 certified. Get into Mark, that stage where we... Um, I was going to say what it sounds like is what, they, what C4 almost needs is a level zero at level one for um, CCSS, it's almost a level zero set of baseline controls. Yeah. If, if the organization can't provide that evidence that they are they have certifications in the baselines, then yeah, that those additional um, CCSS level zero requirements kick in. Yeah, it, as you guys were talking this through, I mean, you know, I, I like that notion that, it, you know, that CCSS is envisioned as a bolt-on to um, some type of a of a prescriptive standard. I mean, you know, it's part of the challenges, and again, this is all new ground, right? Uh, you know, part of the challenges here would be that if they, you know, let's say that, you know, I don't know, I, I, I decide to go get compliant with, you know, diamond security level 14, you know, or something, and nobody <laughs> has any clue what the hell diamond, you know, security level 14 is, um, you know, I, I think in, in some ways, shapes and forms, it would be it would be a good idea for C4 
were to say, all right, out of the gate, in order to play in the CCSS sandbox, you must be one of these, you know, and, and whatever, you know, three, five, eight, however many standards, but, you know, something that's going to have enough, um, you know, kind of enough prescriptive, uh, you know, uh, you know, requirements around the controls so that the assessor has some, you know, some idea or some notion of the, the, the maturity of the, of the organization, you know, kind of going in, you know, it, yeah, you could go level zero and, you know, and then need to go and, you know, add a whole bunch of other, you know, whole bunch of other elements. Um, but then I can imagine that the complexity on the C4 side is going to go up by, just absolute leaps and bounds because now they're having to, you know, basically cover, you know, all these other, you know, control arenas, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah. you've also got to, you've got to balance that with the fact that CCSS was designed in 2014 before the likes of DeFi, you know, well, before the likes of DeFi and some of these fast, rapid um, platforms and, and level two, for even considered, I mean, they were not even mm -hmm. thought about when CCSS was was first uh, created. So, the that's in place today is so bleeding edge that um, if if CCSS at least get them thinking about security and getting them certified to some level, then that's a good thing for everyone. So it's about yeah, okay, so they can't do, they're not ready yet for SOC 2, Type 2, they're not ready for ISO, they're not ready for PCI, whatever. But at the same time, they can at least look aligned to it and hopefully mm -hmm. uh, become audited by a third party auditor, uh, which will gain some kind of. It's, it's just a fine balance yeah. between not scaring these young dynamic platforms away from CCSS. Right. The ISO 27001. Certified sure, before yeah. you even look at CCS. Yeah, because the thing is, is, the amount of money that's pouring um, fresh new platforms that no one ever thought about, you know, like, like saying like level two bridging and that, um, there's still millions of dollars worth of fiat being poured into these things. And so, yeah. it, you know, when the next bull market kicks off, it's going to happen again. So, yeah, it's a fine balance. And I understand, yeah, if you put in the likes of user account management, change management, all that kind of stuff, then you've got to, it's just going to be, for, and always remember, um, they're a volunteer organization at the heart of it. Right. So, yeah, understood. Nicole, how about on, uh, how about, how about on your side? Any, uh, any additional things you, you're thinking you'd like to see it integrated? Oh, so really the main things that I'm focusing on from the CCSS side of things are how we start making this that, Oh, look, it's all fine and well if we've got a good repeatable process for us at Confide. Mm -hmm. But what we want to make sure is that the standard itself is going to hit a good, consistent baseline level of auditing and maturity so that it is CCSS certified, that you can actually rely on that certification. So sure. one of the things that Mark has actually uh, gotten me involved with is looking at some of those audit flows, pro, uh, question flows, and how we actually interface with the wider industry to really mm -hmm. help elevate that level of security assurance that 
CCSS is going to give to organizations. That's the part of it that I'm getting really interested in because that gives us an amazing spot to actually start looking at how security standard from the actual outset of the auditing program. And that's going to be exciting. Yeah. And as you guys were kind of talking through these topics, there are a couple of there are a couple of things that were dawning on me with the whole, you know, what where, where do they go from here type of thing or you know, what are some cool, you know, some cool things that could be could be surrounding CCSS. As you were talking it through Nicole with the with the notion of, hey, now we've got to go share this information with the CCSS SSAPR, mm-hmm. uh, and we have to go share it off with C4. Yeah, it was it was sounding to me like if the C4 were to develop some type of a already executed uh, NDA or something that was in place between the various, um, you know, kind of assessors and all the folks that do PR and C4 right out of the gate, then, you know, now the client, you know, the client, if you will, can now depend on that structure being there. That sounded like one, yeah. you know, kind of one opportunity for, for improvement for them. But the other thing that was striking me is, is we we're talking through this notion of, oh, well, I've, you know, I've, I've got my, my ISO or I've got my SOC or I've got my PCI and now we're going to go ahead and leverage those. As I was looking at the, you know, at the, at the CCSS standard, it struck me that you know, if the if the client happened to use TCT portal for managing their PCI, managing their ISO, managing their SOC engagement, that we'd have an opportunity to be able to um, kind of live link in the appropriate evidentiary elements off of that secondary PC, you know, PCI ISO SOC track and draw that into the, the CCSS so that the assessor has the, you know, has the access to be able to, you know, see the ones which are direct one for one, you know, kind of matchups, if you will, um, you know, and be able to gain access to, you know, to some of that, that assurance that, you know, Mark, you were talking about it before wanting to understand, because even if you're, even if you're referring to a SOC 2, you know, there are n number of ways for them to, you know, generate controls to meet the criteria. You know, the important part is being able to go in, you know, kind of see how, well, that's great that you're too, but how did you do it? You know, what what are the what are the relative maturity of those controls, et cetera? How are they working and functioning? Do you see holes there, et cetera? You know, that would all be you know kind of kind of insightful. So that was another thought that I had as I was kind of going through uh, going through and listening to you guys going through that. Absolutely. I mean, um, just even off the top of my head, um, the key management requirements in PCI have a lot of really good mapping. You're doing some of the key management in CCSS. So yeah, being able yeah. to live link those in TCT is incredibly valuable. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And Any p- party? Uh, uh, party? Sorry, go ahead, Mark. I'm just quickly going to say the, the CCSS reporting template, which um, all due credit to Nicole, um, who the CCSS uh, auditing <laughs> template, the rock, um, <laughs> actually actually provides um, the for the auditor to say that, um, you know, this requirement was met in the last or, or the current uh, SOC 2 Type 2 report or the latest PCI DSS ROC. Uh, so the provisions there already for uh, um, that type of linking within uh, the CCSS ROC template. All right. Well, any oh, parting sorry. thoughts and shots Quickly. you want to share for the folks here, guys? 
Yeah. I, hey, I just want to talk about the NDA as well. Yeah. So just quickly. So the, the whole thing about the NDA um, is that at, at this stage, because the auditor's is so young and we are literally, um, you know, adapting it, configuring it with every audit that we do, we find it needs to be done or we find something that needs to be altered. The, the whole premise around what the peer reviewer has acted was to reduce the risk that to the entity that another third party has access to their IP. Mm -hmm. So the, what the peer reviewer does um, is they review the report and see whether the evidence gathering to form their opinion that they did. That's all they, that's all they peer review. They make sure that the auditor doesn't look at evidence. They don't look at any kind of IP from the assessed entity. And we, and like I said, we did that because we're so young, pre-REC, for a person to become a CCSSA. Not like PCI, they has to have multiple certifications and a number of years um, in the environment. None of that. SSA currently, right? So yeah. any man and his dog can become an auditor. <laughs> well, and if you start if you start putting uh, like length of time requirements on, so how long have you been involved with CCSS? Well, I mean, <laughs> I think a pool would be pretty small. So I mean, we've got we've got ways to to trap that. We've got ways like a, you know, some as a smart contract auditor. Um, you know, thinking that the CCSS will will follow the same methodology when, in fact, a lot of the um, smart contract auditors don't interview anyone, um, whereas CCSS, just like everything else, you must interview people. Um, we've got before to, to capture that and to make sure that the auditor who won the contract with the assessed entity actually knows what they're doing. But it was all about just ensuring that the assessed entity was only sharing the information with the people possible. And the only um, person that actually, or the only entity that actually looks at the assessed entity's IP is the auditor doing the audit. Um, okay. And that's critical right now. Yeah, and and thank you for that extra additional clarity. And actually, as you were you know describing that, and again, we'll 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 follow on with this afterwards with kind of my, my thoughts and whatnot. But um, that being the case, we can TCT portal can still handle that that exact scenario where the only thing that uh, the only thing that the CCSA SSAPR and C four are able to see is the actual report that you generated. Um, that's something that we can uh, that we can certainly um, you know leverage the capabilities of the portal to to handle. So, Todd, you've been trying to jump in jump in for a bit, so I'm going to hand the baton to you, sir. Well, it's going to come right back at you. Is we're just looking for some parting thoughts and shots for the folks this week, Adam. All right, very good. So, uh, yeah, honestly, I, I this this was so cool uh, to sit talk with you guys, learn about CCSS. I, I, I mean, honestly, I I learned a ton just sitting here and, you know, chatting it through, thinking about things and, you know, and whatnot. I think it's going to be really exciting, um, you know, to, to see things unfold uh, between Confide and, and, and CCSS. You know, the other thought I had was the, you know, the, 
the that notion that the assessor you know starts with a with a premise of uh, you know another certification um, PCI SOC two ISO twenty seven thousand one if they did that up front man that'd be a that that sure be a solid move uh, and I actually really like the idea of the you know the in case they don't you know type of deal that you can you know you can go to a level zero uh, you know type of thing uh, you know the these these the, the entry uh, items you need to have in place across the organization uh, I. Think that would be uh, be brilliant as well, um, you know. So uh, so yeah, no, that those are those are my parting thoughts and shots. But uh, Nicole, Mark, how about you guys? Looking forward to seeing how um, how we go. I'm looking forward to seeing the new template work its way into TCT. Uh, looking at how CCSS continues to evolve over time. Yeah, uh, cool. so I'm. Uh, I actually really like. I'm excited about and because I, I continue to get deeply involved with working with C4 to improve the auditors program consultation and all that kind of stuff is that it's really great working with a standards body that you can make a difference immediately so for example as Nicole mentioned halfway through the audit uh, audit report the peer reviewer decided that we needed a new status of you know qualified not uh, qualified for in place for a service provider that was literally decided upon in, by the CCSS committee I mean that's how agile and fast uh, C4 is whereas if you can imagine that done in, in such mature standards as PCI ISO and all that it can take years so that's the really exciting now is being able to make a positive change but almost instantly. Hmm. Love that. Well, I want to thank Nicole and Mark very much for their time today. We greatly appreciate Confide uh, for allowing them to join us. And that right there, that's the good stuff. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode of Compliance Unfiltered. I'm Todd Cashel. And I'm Adam Goslin. Hope we helped to get you fired up to make your compliance suck less.